This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. The latest boil over of long running tensions between Israel and Gaza has seen warnings of a full scale war. We've tackled this issue before in Squish Shortcuts, but we've been overwhelmed this week with requests for a shortcut on the latest developments. So here we are. In this shortcut, we're going to briefly get you across the history between Israel and Palestine. We'll go through what's happening now and why the international community is getting involved. Squish Shortcuts is the backstory to the big news stories. I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. There's a long history to what's happening now in this part of the Middle East, Claire, but for the purpose of getting to the issue right now, let's go to the heart of the conflict. It starts with Britain taking control of the area known as Palestine at the end of World War I. That followed the collapse of the Ottoman Empire, and it's notable for our purposes today because it paved the way for that area to be carved up in a way that's still causing problems today. It's also a region that has deep religious significance. That's right. And it's considered holy ground, particularly the city of Jerusalem. It's the birthplace of Judaism, of Christianity, and Muslims also believe that it's the place where Muhammad ascended to heaven. So it's a place that's hugely important to so many people. Moving on to post-World War II, when establishing a national home in Palestine for the Jewish people was voted on by the United Nations in 1947. And it was then that it was decided to split the land into an Arab state, a Jewish state and a special international regime for the city of Jerusalem. The Jewish leadership agreed with that, but Palestinian Arabs opposed the move. And as more Jews arrived seeking a homeland after the atrocities of World War II, Palestinians in Egypt, Jordan, Iraq and Syria declared war on Israel. From there, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians fled or were forced out of their homes. And by the time the fighting ended, Claire, Israel controlled most of the territory. Yeah. And from there, we fast forward to another war in 1967. And Israel took control of East Jerusalem, the West Bank, as well as most of the Syrian Golan Heights, Gaza and the Egyptian Sinai Peninsula. Uh, So a lot of territory there. And a lot has happened since then. But basically from the late 60s all the way through to the 90s, there was a lot of fighting. Peace talks have come and gone. Yeah, and groups on both sides haven't been happy with those peace talks and the compromises that have been made by leaders over the years. One of those groups is Hamas. It runs Gaza and has done that since 2007. It's classified as a terrorist organisation by Israel, by the US, the European Union, the United Nations and Australia. Hamas is a name that we've heard a lot about in the last week. Yeah, we'll talk about them a bit more later. To wrap this part up, Israel claims the whole of Jerusalem as its capital, while the Palestinians claim East Jerusalem as the capital of a future Palestinian state. That leads us to today, where tensions are high between Israel and Palestinians living in East Jerusalem, Gaza and the West Bank. Let's get into that now. Tensions have been rising since mid-April this year, and there are a few factors at play here. Some of that has to do with timing. We'll get into that in a moment, but there are some underlying issues on both sides. 
From the Palestinian side, they and many others, including the United Nations, say Israel has often illegally imposed control over the places where Palestinians can live, and they've done that for decades. As it has in the last few weeks, that fuels Palestinian anger, and when it reaches a flashpoint, Israel's military, which is financed partly by the United States because they give a lot of aid to Israel, it then inflicts disproportionate damage. That's certainly their view. What does Israel say? It says, what would you do if a terrorist group that was committed to the elimination of your country fired missiles at you day in and day out? So just to explain that a little bit, we talked about Hamas. So let's talk about them a little bit more. They're the terrorists that they're referring to. Yeah, that's certainly how Israel refers to them. And as we said, a number of other states and the United Nations certainly considers them to be that. They've been in control of that Gaza area, which is in the south of the region that we're talking about since 2007. As for why this has boiled over now, the first thing to mention is the political environment in Israel. It's fraught. The country's gone to four elections in two years because voters have not given any leader or party a clear mandate to govern. But Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has continued in that role throughout the time. Uh, He's also currently before a court over corruption charges, charges that he rejects. But to get a sense of his politics, he's the leader of the Likud Party, which is the major centre-right to right-wing political party in Israel. And as far as his position on this conflict, during recent election campaigns, Netanyahu has threatened to annex large parts of the Palestinian-occupied West Bank. And the United Nations has said that that would be illegal and it would also cause shockwaves that would last for decades. The occupation of territory in that region has long been disputed and last week an Israeli court was deliberating on whether authorities could evict dozens of Palestinians from an East Jerusalem neighbourhood and give their homes to Jewish settlers. That court date was delayed, but by this point, the situation had already spiralled out of control. Yeah, anger flared further when Israeli police raided a mosque in East Jerusalem, leaving hundreds of Palestinians and a score of police officers wounded, adding insult to injury. It was during the holy Muslim month of Ramadan and tensions often run high during that period. Yeah, this saw violence break out between Israelis and Palestinians. Hamas gave Israeli forces a deadline to be out of East Jerusalem. When that lapsed, it fired rockets into Israel from Gaza. Israel says that Hamas have fired more than 3,150 rockets from the Gaza Strip into southern and central Israel since the 10th of May. Israel has a pretty nifty defence system though, Claire. Yeah, it's known as the Iron Dome, and so far it's intercepted about 90% of the rocket attacks, according to the Israeli Defence Force. That defence system is partly responsible for the death toll on the Israeli side being limited to 12 people so far. On the flip side, the Israeli military, Claire, has conducted about 1,450 airstrikes on the Gaza Strip during the same period, so since the 10th of May. That's according to the Palestinian Ministry of Health, which said the attacks are targeting very densely populated residential areas and have destroyed more than a thousand homes and apartments, as well as dozens of government buildings, schools, hospitals and businesses. There have been more than 200 deaths in Gaza. For Israel's part, they say its aerial bombardments of Gaza are justified. 
Yeah, Prime Minister Netanyahu says Israel won't back down and that this is just the beginning. As for the Palestinians, they argue that they're not the instigator of the violence and that their rockets are a reaction to Israeli oppression. Hamas chief Ismail Hanyed uh, said that the confrontation with the enemy is open-ended. So that's the top line on both sides of the story, the Israelis and the Palestinians. However, whoever is right or wrong, all of this is hugely concerning to the United Nations and many of the world's key powers. Let's look at the reaction and efforts to bring about a ceasefire next. As we headed into 2021, Claire, there was hope that relations in this part of the world were set to improve. That's because Israel struck agreements to normalise relations, including with the UAE. At the end of last year, it was seen as a potential breakthrough that could eventually offer a framework for resolving the Palestinian question. Yeah, it was that time, but this new fighting has ended that round of optimism. Mm. It remains unclear when the missile attacks and bombings will stop and if they'll instead escalate into a ground war. There are representatives of the United Nations, the US, Qatar, uh, Egypt on the ground urging calm, but so far to no avail. You mentioned the US. President Joe Biden has reaffirmed a strong commitment to a negotiated two-state solution. That's something that's been talked about a lot over the years. Talk us through this solution. It basically means that the Israelis and the Palestinians would agree to the establishment of a Palestinian state as an independent state in Gaza, as well as across most of the West Bank. There's complications about Jerusalem. Uh, It's not really easy to draw lines in that city because Jewish, Muslim and Christian holy sites are all on top of one another. Yeah, it's super complicated and super emotional for a lot of people. An alternative is a one-state solution where all of the land becomes either one big Israel or one big Palestine. But for all the reasons we've talked about, that would cause more problems than it would solve. Yeah, and discussions about a lasting peace seem well off the agenda at the moment, with most of the talk being about an escalation to war. And both Israelis and Palestinians say that they won't back down, as we've already discussed. But that's made this conflict the worst since 2014. At that time, Israel's seven-week invasion of Gaza and Hamas's rocket fire ultimately claimed 2,200. Another element that has made this outbreak of violence notable is what's happening just within Israel itself. Yeah, reports say ultra-nationalist Israelis have targeted Israeli Arabs uh, in very violent clashes. Their businesses, homes, places of worship have been targeted in mob violence, which Netanyahu says is actually more dangerous as a threat than the rockets that are coming from Gaza. That violence within Israel has led to Israeli President Reuven Rivlin remark that a civil war would be a danger to our existence, more than all the dangers we have from the outside. That's the quote. So in short, it's a fraught situation and it isn't going to be sorted out any time soon. Doesn't look like that at this stage. And that's your shortcut to what's going on with the Israel-Gaza conflict. On to our recommendations. Each week we recommend some further listening, reading or watching. If you're still trying to wrap your head around the history of this part of the world, our previous shortcut on Israel and Palestine looks into that in more detail. Give it a go. 
If you're a more visual person, which Kate, you and I have discussed that we are from time to time. Even though we do a podcast, I mean, whatever. An audio visual person, maybe. Uh, the yeah. Washington Post has a really great timeline of events, which is really helpful if you just want to go through a list and work out how this is all unfolded and just see how long and very deep rooted this conflict is. You can find a link to both of those in your episode notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of Squish Shortcuts. As always, if you have any ideas about a shortcut that you'd like, please shoot it through to hello at thesqueeze.com.au. As we say, we've got a few on the go, but always happy to hear your thoughts. Until next week. 